We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello and welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by BetOnline.ag and on Tucket. My name's Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at OverTomartin. Joined as always by Sean Siegel, one of the corners at Rotoviz, uh, one of the uh, one of the best minds. Uh, I don't mind saying it in the entire fantasy industry. Uh, as always, Sean, it's uh, my absolute pleasure to have you uh, on the show here uh, on a weekly basis. So on a bio, on, on a twice a week basis now, actually. In fact, so uh, hope things are going well with you. Yeah, it's it's exciting to to do the show as we get into dynasty startup time and to rookie draft time or preparing for the NFL draft. We have the running back prospect lab that we teased on the show last week is live on the site now. And we're going to discuss a little bit of that today. There's, uh, I think, some controversial information, certainly some exciting information for specific Debbie owners and really looking forward to getting into that. Yeah, and I guess, uh, you know, going behind the curtain a little bit, something I always find this time of year in terms of podcasts is like you, th- you start to think this is the time where it's really going to quieten down in terms of organizing podcasts. Uh, the, pe- the listeners might know behind the scenes that a lot of time during the season, we're kind of moving along. We have our set schedule. We do our shows each and every week at kind of the same time for all the shows when we're trying to organize those. It's this time when it gets to, uh, you know, free agency, when it gets to the draft, when you're starting to get those extra shows that aren't in the regular rotation to fill more content uh, each and every week, that it gets more and more tricky to schedule everything. Do you find on the site side of things, Sean, is that similar where there's all these different uh, angles of different topics and different pieces to cover? Uh, scheduling can become <laughs> quite quite uh, uh, hectic at this time of year. 
Well, I think if everything's going well, then it gets <laughs> hectic. And that's, that's certainly exciting. You know, we've got several new writers that we promoted on the site or on the show last week. They're doing a, a fantastic job. And yeah, you know, we have redraft content, best ball content, dynasty content, prospect content. And, you know, the writers are getting in there, you know, participating in best ball drafts, participating in, in dynasty startups. Uh, it, it's the most exciting time of the year, really. You get that little bit of a refresh. You have your Chiefs win the Super Bowl, and now it's off to the races again. So certainly an exciting and, and as you mentioned, hectic time. But, but really, I think the focus on just the enthusiasm that everybody has for the fresh start and for getting to draft some new teams. There's nothing better than putting together your first new team of 2020. Yeah, certainly. And obviously, you mentioned it there, a lot of good new writers up on the site, along with the experience of the guys that have been around for a long, long time. And it's just a fantastic time to get in and get involved with a Rotoviz NFL pass. And as always, as we mentioned on the show, as a loyal podcast listener, you can get 10% off one of those right now available through the NFL podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Get ready for the NFL draft. Get ready for your fantasy draft. You can never get in on the action too early and gain unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools and best of all of course help support the pod we'll be talking a little bit later in the show as well about the prospect lab uh, so you, you're going to want to get involved in the special offer the 10% off once again that is rotaviz.com forward slash podcast all right, it's time now for the betonline.ag rookie player recap of the week. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook expert. And if you use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, you can get a 50% sign-up bonus as their special welcome gift to you. This week's rookie player recap of the week is one coming from Neil Dutton. He's done a fantastic piece on the website. Looking at Kyler Murray and you know, our expectations, and I guess Neil's expectations using the road of his tools and the, the apps up there of what we can expect from Kyler Murray moving forward. Uh, Sean, we often talk on the show about the second year step that uh, quarterbacks take and you know, Kyler Murray had kind of a, a stretch in the middle of the season where he looked like he was really getting things going, but it was a really up and down season, but it was an up and down season or mainly a down season, I guess, for the, the Cardinals in general. So what did you uh, make, first of all, from your own expectations heading into the season for Kyler Murray? Obviously did put up numbers as a fantasy quarterback, had some very nice games as a, an NFL quarterback. What is your expectations for Murray uh, and what he achieved last year? Did he, did he meet the mark of what you expected as a, a rookie from him? He did, and he certainly had high expectations coming in as the number one overall pick and as a hybrid quarterback who could both run and pass. Neil has a great article here. He points out that he passed for over 300 yards in five games. He threw for multiple touchdowns eight times. So you put that together by itself for a rookie quarterback, and I think you're going to be somewhat enthusiastic about that from, but from a fantasy perspective with the expectations so high. It was certainly key that he also – ran for 544 yards which Neil points out is the sixth most by a rookie quarterback in NFL history he also had this really good stretch in the middle that first month you're adjusting to the NFL then he really exploded between weeks five and weeks 11 where he was a top 12 quarterback five of the seven times averaged 23.5 fantasy points per game and it's kind of funny the two names who scored more points during that time one was Lamar Jackson no surprise at all the other was Kirk Cousins who looked like he might be benched after the first month so uh, some interesting names there and then the problem that he ran into late in the season he has that hamstring injury wasn't able to uh, show off that dynamic scrambling ability one of the things here is that I do think 
we would have even more enthusiasm for where Murray is, if not for just this sensational historic season by Lamar Jackson that created this contrast between what the two were doing as runners that really obviously, you know, stretched that gap out. Jackson with the MVP season, certainly a very, very high draft pick in super flex leagues. Murray now, it'll be interesting to see him take that potential second year leap. We talk on the show all the time about this expected big jump in the second year uh, that Blair has great research on in the wrong read. And with that being the case, sort of our goal with this series is to use the Rotovis screener, take advantage of the similarity feature on that and find out who were some of the most similar players as rookies and then what they did uh, in their second year. Uh, Colin, what do you see on this list of his first year comps and does that make you more or less enthusiastic for what he might do next year? I think it makes me more enthusiastic. There's obviously one name on that list who it didn't ever all come together for, and that's uh, Geno Smith. But outside of that, you know, Andy Dalton, while he has been kind of an average NFL quarterback, he has been, uh, you know, an average NFL quarterback, which not every team can have. Now, if you're looking at fantasy points, Andy Dalton has done that too on certain occasions, not throughout his career on a consistent basis. But the ones there that are extremely interesting uh, is Andrew Luck, uh, also Russell Wilson in there. If I'm, if I'm ranking these in order of how we're looking at, uh, you know, how that's going to affect moving forward, if he can become one of these. Uh, you have Russell Wilson, then you have Andrew Luck, who obviously recently retired. You also have Jameis Winston, who, for all his interception uh, troubles, um, has been able to you know put up amazing fantasy numbers throughout his career um so I, I was going to mention to you earlier and you kind of touched on the the part about uh, lamar jackson obviously you know the big knock on murray is going to be his, his size in terms of uh you know being five uh five ten five eleven i'm just looking here it's actually five ten i was going to give him a an extra inch there with five uh, ten. I think that that's the one thing on him. But if you look at him from an actual numbers, you know, in terms of what he did, uh, he he had under four thousand yards, but three thousand seven hundred, very very respectable, sixty four point four percent completion uh, percentage, and uh, twenty to twelve in terms of touchdown to interception ratio. So, like as a rookie, those numbers are extremely impressive in my opinion. And you know, moving forward, if there is a jump. Um, you know, if he can jump forward from those numbers, you're going to see sensational numbers outside of his rushing ability. Uh, if you take his rushing ability into consideration, then it's going to be a phenomenal upside. The, the one concern is if he does start to take hits, I don't know how that his body will hold up. That would be my one concern. But in terms of what he did with a team that was in, in kind of dire straits uh, in terms of them, them also taking in some younger players. They still have Larry Fitzgerald there, but Christian Kirk, who I know is one of the favorites of both myself and yourself. There, there's opportunities there for this team to, to, to become very potent offensively. And, you know, I was hoping for more actually from a play calling perspective with Cliff Kingsbury coming in, but uh, I, I think there's a huge amount of positives there. Obviously there's the Geno Smith one there to, to temper the expectations, but, uh, I'm I'm I was impressed by what came up in the screener. Yeah, and then I think the real question comes in, especially in again superflex leagues, where I think these quarterbacks are the most relevant. You know, where would you take him for 2020? We talked we've talked on the show before about Lamar Jackson had this excellent finish to his rookie year, and then he still wasn't particularly expensive in his second season, right? I was able to get him in the eighth round of the 
the Rotoviz reboot, which was a super flex, obviously a pretty crazy value there, was able to get him late in the NFL 10 of death, right in that QB window that we talk about in the best ball workshop. And so it was somewhat surprising that people didn't like him more. And certainly a, a lot of that then is looking back on what he has then done. So when we try to put Murray in the context of what we should be expecting for 2020 or where we would rank him for 2020, you have those top couple of quarterbacks in Jackson and Mahomes, certainly Murray, not quite the runner that Jackson is certainly not quite the passer that Mahomes is, but you could also flip that around and say, well, maybe he's a better runner than Mahomes and a better passer than Jackson. So perspective makes a bit of difference there. You look at the next couple of quarterbacks that he would fit in with when you're talking about late first round, early second round in a super flex startup. And you're looking at uh, Deshaun Watson, you're looking at Russell Wilson, and perhaps even Dak Prescott, although Prescott with some of the uncertainty there maybe is dropping down a little bit. I have Murray at four. I think that if anything, I, I would be tempted to move him up to three. I've seen him go later than that. Where do you like him in a super flex? Where would you be targeting that kind of draft? I think he's going to go in that kind of three to six range that you, you kind of were insinuating you might push him all the way to three. I think he's going to be in that three to six range. I don't think you'll see him fall too much past that in, in many formats. And I think, you know, we, we always see people react to what has happened uh, in the NFL and in fantasy football and with Jackson having so much uh, uh, you know scoring points this year with his legs I think that's going to push players who have that ability higher I, I have no problem with taking Kyler Murray and that kind of range I think maybe four or five would be the sweet spot for me but I think you're going to see other players like you know Josh Allen like Dak Prescott who have rushing ability pushed up uh, even higher this year than maybe you would have been expecting but I, I do think he is kind of in that uh, you know, second tier uh, with, you know, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, uh, Kyler Murray, I think will be slotting in there with those kind of three guys. And uh, it's going to be interesting. It's hard to know. I, I mentioned my fear of the body being able to hold up, but if he can stay healthy, I think he can he can fit into that range. But, you know, as, as you mentioned there with Lamar last year, with, you know, Kyler Murray last year going in that kind of 11th to 13th round, you know, as a rookie, I think there's going to be value there waiting again on, on quarterback, uh, you know, into those kind of later rounds. Yeah, and, and Neil points out that he is going between picks 70 and 80 in early FFPC uh, best ball leagues. Certainly that's an enthusiastic valuation, I think, but right there in the window where we talk about how quarterbacks actually go a little bit too late in best ball formats, you should probably be picking them a little bit earlier than you are. Certainly Murray, a very exciting player, I think, for 2020. And that's going to do it for the betonline.ag rookie player recap of the week. Remember, as I mentioned before, if you use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, you can get a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. Before we get into the second half of the show, I want to let you know about our buddies over at Untucked. Ever see an Untucked button down? I have. I've worn them. Unfortunately, in the past, they do look pretty bad. Uh, why do they look bad? It's because they're not meant to be worn that way. And thankfully, as I mentioned on previous shows, there is Untucked, the original button-down shirt, actually designed to be worn untucked. 
No matter your size or shape, Untucked shirts always fall to the perfect Untucked length. With more than 50 combinations uh, for the perfect fit, Untucked shirts always look great on tall, short, slim, or athletic guys of all ages. And of course, as I mentioned on previous shows as well, as a loyal listener of our show, you can get a 20% discount at checkout at untuckit.com by using the code BLUE. It is too good of an offer to turn down they are my favorite shirt to wear based on just the comfort they are how good they look i really i really couldn't recommend them highly enough once again that is on the code is blue once again on the code is blue for a 20 percent savings at checkout so sean in the second half of the show we're going to be looking at the prospect lab and of course the rankings that you've come up on the site it's it's an exciting time to be looking through these prospects we have touched them a couple of times uh you know obviously they're in the the dynasty command center 2020 rookie guide as well there's just so much that we we need to be looking into these players but you you've uh, talked about the prospect lab and teased it on a couple of shows uh, what was the original findings on this week's piece the running back prospect lab has always been one of my favorite apps. The fantasy douche originally put this together for the site and we put out the running back prospect lab rankings every year since that time. Uh, This year, Mike Beers has re-released it with a ton of new features, right? So you have the ability to build your own model. You can test the accuracy of that model. You can look at different target variables. You can put together uh, some different career stats, final season stats. You can, experiment with 40 times so you can take jonathan taylor for example and say well what if he disappoints and runs a four six what's that going to do to his projection or what if as some of the people uh, in his camp who were there at practice say if he can run in the four threes what will that do to his projection and so a ton of things you can do here you get to see all of the historical backs and where they come into play you can take some of the guys from the last couple of years you can look at where a saquon barkley would fit and so this is just an absolute blast so the metrics that we used in this original model and this is a pre-draft position model and even a pre-combine model but one where we estimated the 40 time uh, using some times from high school results now we all know that hand times can tend to be faster than electronic time so we have to take some of those numbers with a grain grain of salt but they're fun numbers to use in an early exercise like this so we have career numbers for all-purpose yards from scrimmage all-purpose touchdowns i'm sorry all-purpose yards all-purpose touchdowns and then final season numbers for rushing attempts rushing yards and then receiving market share of receiving yards, things that the model throws up or the tool throws up as being predictive with those other combination of stats and something that Blair Andrews has done some really cool research on for the Dynasty Command Center rookie guide. So another reason to go out and grab that in the model, I think it will come as perhaps not a surprise to everyone, but when we look at these two star backs we get a 99th percentile projection for Jonathan Taylor. We get a 52nd percentile projection for DeAndre Swift. So certainly that's the controversy. Taylor is the guy I have ranked extremely highly in my current dynasty top 150. Exciting to see him up there just to give a little bit of a sense Similar backs from the last five or six years who would go into this group. You have Todd Gurley up there. Uh, you have Saquon Barkley at 99. 
Melvin Gordon, 98, Burnett, 97, Christian McCaffrey, 94. So a real, you know, who's who of the stars using this particular model, using this particular tool. And that fills me with enthusiasm for Taylor, perhaps knocks Swift down a little bit. Now, the thing that you can also do is go in and include draft position and estimate it, right? So the tool allows you to also play with that. Say, you know, what if my guy is picked 15th overall? What if he falls down to 45? And just knowing the production numbers, what if I assume that Swift is going to be picked in the first round? I think that's a fairly safe assumption. We'll cover that in the second show this week where some of these rookies might go. Once you do that, it bounces him up to the 82nd percentile. So certainly not any real concerns for Swift, but I thought it was interesting to look at simply their numbers there. Taylor coming out so big. What do you think about Taylor? And do you have any interest in a couple of these other sleepers that also perform well in the first rankings? So there's a couple of guys, you mentioned Taylor, like in terms of uh, projections, there's not much better. Obviously, they can get the 99 out of uh, 100. So it, it makes me hugely excited, um, you know, in terms of what we're going to see him doing moving forward in terms of uh, the other players like Swift. It, it does give you that pause, gives you a little bit of a cause for concern. But as you mentioned, post-draft then when we, uh, you know, see where he lands and the expectation is that he will go in that first round that kind of bumps him up to an area where you're not as concerned. But at this point, it's interesting because, you know, we don't know exactly off the, the draft landing spots for any of these players. So it's kind of giving you that clean slate based solely on uh, previous production uh, and seeing where they land. It's interesting to see a couple of them uh, jump up, you know, like a, a J.K. Dobbins or an A.J. Dillon uh, in terms of slotting in in second and third place. Uh, there is quite a gap then. Were you surprised at the gap between you know, from those three, the final one being Dobbins at 55 and then dropping down to Moss at, you know, 67, and then you're dropping down to 57 uh, with Edwards Hillary. Uh, what was your thoughts there? Did you, were you surprised that maybe the other guys were so high up or that the, the rest of them were just a little bit off in terms of where, where the prospects were looking? Um, we stayed with the top 10 in this first article. And so all of these guys have fairly solid projections. Certainly Moss there with the 67, he's who really is all over the place in terms of dynasty rankings out there. I've seen him go extremely early. I think that with a little bit of the log jam that we're going to run into in terms of trying to find starting running back slots for 2020, I think that I have him down a little bit lower. Akers coming in there at 57, interesting guy obviously because he was a former you know very 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 highly thought of prospect going into Florida State and then the program underwent some difficulties during his tenure but he finished out with a strong season this season one of the things I think that's interesting about what the model is telling us is that the overall production and again the one of the most important inputs for this was career all-purpose yardage right? And we see that Jonathan Taylor, we see A.J. Dillon, who came in, had that huge freshman season where he went for over 1,500 yards rushing, came back this season, and again, went over that level and then added a few receptions. Boston College, not a big passing team, but he factored into the receiving game a little bit, broke some big plays after he caught the ball. I think that moves him up there. And, you know, he's a a big guy, a Derrick Henry-ish type of player and someone who's also athletic now perhaps not as athletic as henry he's maybe a a once in a generation 
type of guy at the running back position. But when we see what Henry has done, and we're going to be looking then, I think, very closely at what Dylan does at the combine, because if he performs well enough to, number one, encourage us that he has uh, NFL athleticism at that size, and then number two, move him into the range where an NFL team is likely to pick him with the idea of using him somewhat early on, then I think those guys become very interesting picks as you start to move through drafts. Yeah, and I guess um, when, we're, when we're wrapping up it, when we look at the, this draft in general, like obviously there's been a lot made of it. I, I think uh, overall in terms of wide receiver and running back, it's one of the most exciting over the last five, six years. But we do get into this stage sometimes, Sean, before the draft where you know all the players start to look good across the board. We'll get you know certain players will get the hype and move up. Do you think this class is that good you know compared to say and i'm just talking running backs in this particular instance than maybe the last four or five years because we have it a few years where people really got excited about those running backs and then when it got to the draft you know whether it was the players fell or whether the landing spots weren't right the excitement died off died off pretty quickly i think this one can can lead to you know a situation where we have quite a few of these guys you know maybe six to eight of them being possibly in contention to be you know, starters come come the time uh, of week one, week two, week three. Do you, do you hold them in that regard, or do you think there is a, a concern that some players might start to get a little bit uh, overhyped as we, we get closer to draft season? One of the things that you see with this class when you go in and look at individual mocks or you look at the aggregation of mocks is that the running backs are not expected to be selected as early as you might guess based on the talent they themselves are bringing to the table and that's what I sort of alluded to before where I'm not sure there are going to be as many open positions as we might think and then and this will be one of our main topics for our second show but you have all of these established veteran backs who are probably going to be looking for new places so you know they supposedly have made nice there with the Jets, but if Le'Veon Bell is on the move, certainly it looks like Melvin Gordon will be on the move. Uh, Antonio Lasada had a cool article this week talking about how David Johnson probably is done, but he is likely to be on the move. And then you have Todd Gurley potentially on the move as well. And so you move those players into some different roles, even if they're committee roles, then I think we're starting to look at not as many spots. And one of the things I think that people who are drafting early, which, which I like, it's, it's a lot of fun. You have to take some more risks. I don't think necessarily taking risks is bad. Certainly if you are an established dynasty league and you're using those top picks potentially to help some of the, the teams that are struggling who have been in the cellar, you know, you, maybe you want them to have a little bit more information when they draft. But if you're doing a startup, then I think including rookies at this time now, when you don't know that 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 adds a fun element where people who want to go after those guys they have to take the risk and certainly when you're looking at taylor and you're looking at swift and looking at two of the i think the more likely spots that rookie running backs could fall this year you're looking at the miami dolphins with all of those picks and certainly needing a running back you're looking at the chiefs at the end of the first round where maybe uh, top guys at other positions are gone, but a superstar running back might still be there. Uh, Damian Williams clearly had a, a very good postseason, but if they were to add a Taylor or a Swift, then that takes that offense even to another level where, you know, good luck stopping that at all. The difference between landing with the Chiefs versus landing with the Dolphins could be the difference between, uh, you know, being a Saquon Barkley type of player. Now, Barkley, 
so good that he overcomes the uh, situation there with the Giants. But you're looking at the difference between, you know, a 24-25 potential points per game, maybe to down in a 16-17 points per game, just in terms of what you might reasonably expect. So that's a big difference there in terms of where the the players fall. Certainly if the Chiefs opt not to do that, we lose another, I think, exciting opportunity. So I, I think that these rookies are going to face a little bit more competition, certainly after those top couple of guys than we might think. So the depth there is a little bit of a concern. You contrast that with the wide receivers where a lot of the mock drafts you know, have four, five, six wide receivers going in the first round. So a lot of opportunity potentially for them right away. Yeah, it's going to be going to be exciting, especially as we dig into it over the coming weeks. And then, of course, we'll be going through it all summer long as we get ready for all those drafts come late August. But we'll be drafting from now on. So uh, everyone uh, who's listening, and I'm sure will be in a similar boat. But that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. As I mentioned, we'll be back later in the week with our second show of the week. Make sure that you're not missing out on either episode. We've had two shows a week for the last kind of three, four weeks. Make sure to check out those if you haven't already. Of course, my name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Over Tim Arden. My co-host, as always, is Sean Siegel. Do make sure to check out all the great pieces going up on the site. We'll be talking about them on each and every show. Head on over now to rotaviz.com to check them out. And of course, until we're back with the next show, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.